0: Hello and welcome back to The Chatty Calligrapher. I'm Miranda and in this episode we're going to have a look at the history of calligraphy. In particular, its revival just over a century ago. Trust me, this story is far more interesting than it sounds. Let's dip in. probably think of calligraphy as being an ancient craft specifically associated with medieval monks writing bibles by hand and that's certainly part of its history it would be remiss of me not to mention that calligraphy evolved in many cultures at once but today i'm mostly focusing on western traditions those that require a broad nib the most interesting aspect of european calligraphic history is that with the invention of the printing press and then the typewriter the skill was largely left behind and forgotten Many other calligraphy traditions like Arabic and Chinese did not suffer this same fate and those can be traced back via direct link for thousands of years. In America, you had the rise of the master penman who no longer worked on manuscripts but taught formal versions of handwriting using pointed pen, moving away from the scripts of the past. Their rise came about due to the printing press as well with shorter one-off documents still needing to be written by hand for businesses long after books were mass-produced. But the ability to produce broad-nib scripts, or indeed broad-nibs themselves, faded from our collective memory. So the history of the broad-nib scripts we learn today, while having ancient roots, really owe most of their current usage to one man, Edward Johnston. He almost single-handedly revived a craft that had not really been in use for 400 years. Inspired by the great William Morris, who dabbled in creating calligraphic works himself, Johnston studied manuscripts in museums and libraries, and from there was able to work out that a broad nib had been used, the angle it had been held at, as well as the order and construction of strokes that went into building the letters for a variety of scripts. His crowning achievement and the true start to the revival came with his book, Writing and Illuminating and Lettering, published in 1906. He distilled a simple script from a 10th century version of English Carolinian as a base that we now call foundational or bookhand. It is the script most beginners in broad nib calligraphy learn, myself included. He was essentially the first to teach others how to analyse and write these scripts, rather than relying on individual enthusiasm to work out how it was done, as both Johnston and Morris had done themselves. Johnston taught this script and the interpretation of others at London's Royal College of Arts as well as London Central School of Arts and Craft during the first two decades of the 20th century. He was very rigid and formal in his training, but it started the fire that is calligraphy today. A lot of his students went on to become amazing masters of the craft, pushing his rigid boundaries and creating new styles along the way. There is a certain amount of bragging rights associated with being taught by those who learnt from Johnston. Some of his students went on to found the Society of Scribes and Illuminators, a calligraphy guild that still exists and teaches to this day. If Johnston had laid the foundations, it was his students that went forth and built calligraphy with the creative variety that it has today. Grayley Hewitt was one of his first students and was, in fact, the writer behind the illumination section of his book, contributing enormously to our knowledge of how to gild. Anna Simmons, another early student of Johnston's, translated his book into German, cementing the spread of his calligraphic instructions. Eric Gill was also a student, perhaps better known today for the typefaces he created that are still in use. Irene Wellington was another prolific calligrapher and went on to succeed Johnston in his teaching role at the Royal College, passing on his knowledge to the next generation of calligraphers. Many of the masters of today can claim some direct link back to Johnston via his students. Arguably one of the best masters alive today is Sheila Waters, who attended the Royal College herself and was taught by Dorothy Mahoney, Johnston's assistant at the time. The face of calligraphy has changed extensively since Johnston's day. He was primarily interested with historical accuracy and reproduction. Calligraphers have since pushed boundaries and explored expressive and gestural marks, particularly in the second half of the 20th century. Today we have the rise of calligraffiti, with this ancient craft meets street art. While this is a long way from monks writing Bibles, this evolution helps sustain interest in calligraphy and ensures that it is a skill that we do not lose again. But looking back, we can trace all of this knowledge and experimentation more or less to a single man and his desire to teach. In the words of Herman Zaff, Nobody had such a lasting effect on the revival of contemporary writing as Edward Johnston. He paved the way for all lettering artists of the 20th century, and ultimately they owe their success to him. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've only skimmed the surface here, and the story of course has more depth and characters than I could cover in a few short minutes, but I'll leave some links in the description for further reading. Thanks for joining me. You can follow my adventures between podcasts on Instagram at Pigment calligraphy. And if you want to hear more of this story, let me know. I'd love to dive into some of those other characters and innovations in calligraphy's history. That's all for now from the Chatty Calligrapher.